There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We are back for Caravan of Garbage because we are talking 2020 apocalypse movies. Movies set in 2020 that weren't made in 2020 that are apocalypse movies. Exactly, but... But what? A, f- a fun apocalypse. Yeah. Not the apocalypse we're currently living through. Mm. Uh, like a fun one. One that, sure, you could cancel, hypothetically. Mm. But you might have a bit of a biffo leading up, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then a decision will be made to cancel the apocalypse. Now, I just want to say straight up, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have an apology to make because in a previous one of these videos, I think it was the Rain of Fire video... You didn't leave a like? Oh, I as, should rectify that. As everybody should, is required to do. A like on, I should leave a like on this one as well. You and everyone else. But also, in that video, I think I I was mentioning ridiculous names mm. in, in Apocalypse movies, and I referred to someone in this movie as Striker Pentecost. Yes. An obviously ridiculous name, <laughs> but I need to apologise because that's not his name. I misremembered it. His name is, in fact, the completely normal Stacker Pentecost. <laughs> you idiot. I'm such an idiot, right? How are you on the name Raleigh Beckett? I hate it. Me too. They're all bad. I mean, it's a real name, mm. apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. it sounds like a made-up Australian name. Raleigh! <laughs> Raleigh! The dog's at it again! The dog's <laughs> at it again! What's it doing? Probably rooting something. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Probably probably barking at something in a tree. Can we talk? We should probably maybe talk about this off the back. Sure. Off the, maybe, maybe the Australians in this movie. Yeah. There are Australians in this movie? Evidently there are, yeah. There are two Austra- Look. There are two Australian characters in this in this movie. Yes. The actors are, they're a Brit and an American. Yep. And they have what I would consider to be the worst Australian accents ever committed to film. Wow. But I have a theory about it. What's that? So I would say you and I have like fairly typical 
Australian accents. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people out there who are like, no, 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 no. I've heard Australians speak. I've met Australians and you all sound like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's right. Guess what, people out there? We tricked you. Because that's what we do. (laughs) When Australians go overseas, the Australian accent, it gets bigger and broader and dumber. Yeah. Right? We... You, we, t- we turn on the Australian charm to either get you into bed or into one of our fabulous zoos. <laughs> Crikey. That's and right. what I think that the, what's happened to these characters is that they have gone overseas to yep. Hong Kong and they're like, here we go. Going to go to the nightclubs, <laughs> going to put on a bit of true blue Aussie charm and I'm going to reel in the ladies. And, and, and one of them goes out into the nightclub and he's like, uh, g'day, darling. What's a, what's a top Sheila like you doing at a place like this? And she's like... You know, there's a thousand foot tall monster outside, and he's headbutting the city to pieces. And so he's had to just keep upping the ante until he's like, "Truth, stone the crows, Margaret." Anyway, it's bad. Yeah, they it's sound not like great. chimney sweeps. But that's not what this movie is about. No, it's really not what this movie is about because it's an international cast and crew doing a variety of accents, isn't mm, it? That's right. I didn't love this when I first saw it. I was Uh kind of a bit underwhelmed by it because I was really looking forward to it considering who was involved and the ideas behind it. Yeah, Del Toro. That's right. Did you find it was an interesting choice for him to make? Yeah, well, he's, having watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, he's... He grew up with manga and anime and all these, yes. and these giant kind of kaiju movies and things like that. Amazing and, as he yeah. was, a, was a very popular uh, Japanese animation, mm. which was also popular in Mexico, which is where he's from. So. Right, so there you go. Yeah. So revisiting it, I, I definitely liked it more. But there, I think a, a big part of this is the lead for me has an accent, an unplaceable American accent, which I find distracting. I think Charlie Hunnam is great. Mm-hmm. Recently, The Gentleman, of course, Sons of Anarchy. A show that I haven't really seen, but he is good. But I think it falls down a bit in the in the lead department. This movie, unlike the sequel, which I do want to talk about, which I think has a stronger lead, mostly also because he keeps his original accent. I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I love the world, though. Yeah. Like right. I love what they've crafted. But I mean, what would make what would make him a more compelling lead? What well, is what well, is stick the... fighting? He had <laughs> even more brothers that died. Excellent. Great. Yet more. Raleigh and Yancey. <laughs> It's their names. Nice. We should also point out that that section of the film is set in 2020 and the rest of the film is set in 2025. So we're only going to discuss <laughs> the initial action sequence with Raleigh and Yancey. And that's that's it. it. But speaking of like design and things like that, I love like the weight of the Jaegers. Mm. You know, there's, they take like a second to kind of respond when you, because you've got to kind of drag like the fist into into battle. The second one, they're just kind of spinning madly, the second movie. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I enjoy the personality that they kind of worked into the designs from the different cultures and they all do different things and, and things like that. Well, look, I agree with you that it's they, they all look great mm. and they all do different things. But I think if I was some sort of uh, Jaeger technician in, in the future fighting a war against these yeah. bizarre aliens, I'd probably focus less on like cool anime aesthetics <laughs> and more on maybe like a plasma gun that takes less than a full minute to charge. <laughs> sure. Because uh, that's, that's, that's the only thing that works. Yeah, it seems is so. It's a big laser gun or well, some missiles. Or a sword that you have. Or a big sword that you have. <laughs> so focus on those. Focus yeah. less on like big arms that can be easily mm. torn off or legs yeah. or exposed heads. Just a big sphere. Just I, a big sphere that shoots plasma. I think if you got like a giant redwood and sharpened it yes. and just catapulted it through one of their heads, <laughs> I think that would do it. Yep. Well, they've got multiple brains. So a trebuchet is what you're suggesting. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying, look, if you get big enough Ewoks, 
You could probably <laughs> sort this situation. Well, that's what they didn't. Didn't a philosopher say that once? If you if you get a big enough Ewok, you can move the world. You know. And look again. I I I enjoy. You're not supposed to think about that. No, that's exactly. not the point. Look, it's not like well, why didn't they do look, this? You're not supposed to, the fighting. You're not supposed to think about it, but we will just briefly, and then we'll get back to the fighting. Ultimately, what they probably should have done is just. Because when because they know when the kaiju are coming out of the earth, yeah, like they can time it to the minute it seems. Yes, so just put a big bomb down there, and when the kaiju come out, blow it up, mm. and then put another one there. And yeah, wait, you know, put a grate over the top. Yes, just made of swords, so they just slide out <laughs> right. through it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like a slap chop. Yeah, <laughs> like a slap chop. I think how it should have ended. I think did that exact thing oh, in their video. Right. Like I try not to rewatch a bunch of stuff and reviews before these because I just start retreading points that other people make. Yeah, right. uh-huh. But yeah. But again, like speaking of the design for, for the monsters, the kaiju, I like the personality of them. There's like a big crocodile one. There's a crab one. There's one that turns into like a bat with there's wings. A knife head. Oh yeah, there's a knife head. They get they're running out of names, aren't they? Nope. <laughs> they are. All right. <laughs> but. I also love the idea that the way they... Dis- That's what happens in the in like the war room. They're like, we've, we've got a new one out there. We're going to designate him knife head. And everybody's like, come on, Barry. Jeez. We've got 40 minutes till it gets here. Can we- <laughs> All right, knife head. All right. <laughs> but they're also technically designed that you could fit a man inside them. Like the monster movies of old, which were just people yeah, in suits. Yeah, for sure. I feel like every modern day monster movie should have a moment in it where you've got the good guy robot running through the city and the monster charging at him as well and the lightning is and the rain is coming down. I think it should just cut to two dudes in rubber suits <laughs> in a cardboard city and just a flickering strobe light just for like two seconds <laughs> yeah, and then cuts back and then we pretend nobody's noticed it. I would, I would thoroughly yeah. enjoy that. But yeah. you're right. And I, I believe during the press tour they did actually get people in like rubber knife head suits. Oh, cool. To pose okay. The the uh, yeah, like kind of kind of silly, like super deformed models to. to... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because the way also the mechanics of the world they go out of their way to make it physically make sense. There's a lot of like gears and cogs that you see shifting inside the robots. Obviously, they're 3D models, but they're designed in a way that they can't. The arm won't clip through its shoulder when it moves. Like it has to yeah, move right, uh-huh. mechanically the right way. So what you're saying is we could 3D print these and make them ourselves. That's right. Nice. And get them to fight a big Ewok. I'll see you in the backyard. <laughs> I built that cardboard city. I'll get my brother Raleigh. He oh, can yeah. help us. Uh-huh. What do you think? Yeah. You don't like him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a drug. But it's not just the the creature designs that they go into. The idea that they built these giant sets that they were the piloting sets. Mm-hmm. First of all, and I didn't notice this until afterwards when I was watching some behind the scenes stuff, they're really exposed in there. It's not like a tight little cabin, like an X-Wing where you're snug, where you're snug yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. You're in this big kind of janky room, oh, yes. which is rattling about and you're getting water, like tons of water poured over you. You're strapped into this giant mechanism and it could just bust through. And suddenly you're in this like giant rocking exposed room which was apparently like four stories high and could drop 15 feet in an instant. And that's huh. how they filmed all of those sequences. Did they build it out of one of those uh, rides at Dreamworld? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Where they zip you up to the top and then drop yeah, you Yeah, not the one that flipped and killed a bunch of people. <sighs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will. Because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. 
Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing, and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. But even in things like, you know, the, the flashback where Marco's in the street and, the, and it's shaking. Like it was designed to when the creature's foot would hit the ground, the whole the whole set would shake. Oh, so things that's like practical, that. yeah. interesting. There's a lot of money in this movie, I think, is spent to great effect, including the voice of GLaDOS. Ellen McLean. That's right. Mm-hmm. Make Portal 3, you fucks. Anyway, look, I also love the idea that they've got giant mechanical robots and you need minimal two people to pilot them, sometimes mm-hmm. three. Yep. Because it's a left brain, right brain situation. If one person does it, it'll melt you down. It's a non-traditional number of uh, of mecha pilots. Sure. Normally one or five. Right, it's, okay. But it's not unheard of. Yeah, that's true. It does happen. Mm. But also I feel like you can just use the PlayStation control. Like I feel like that would be <laughs> right. enough. Uh-huh. You can wire one of those in, and yeah. yet you, you program in the Arkham Combat. <laughs> you just go for it. <laughs> sure, you sure. just you just hit dodge. They never hit you. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I still I love the idea that, that they still have to physically be in it. Really it make the effort to move. Very good for cardio. Yeah. You know what I do like character wise in this movie? Mm-hmm. I like the little scientist team that having a little fun adventure. So, uh, I so think that's Charlie lo- Day from yeah, Always Sunny. Right. Exactly. And the other guy. And the other guy who we know. He looks like things. Crispin Glover, but I don't think it is him. <laughs> yeah, he's in things, isn't he? Vern Gorman, the other guy. But yeah, I, I like their, their little adventures. I think that's the most compelling plot in the movie. And they're trying to, well, one of them's trying to drift with a kaiju to kind of figure out what's going on and then they interact with Ron Perlman and, and all of that. I think that's that stuff is, is very interesting. I have a note here that says, um, one of Ron Perlman's shoes is bigger than Charlie Day's whole body. <laughs> And I'm, I'm right there with you, Charlie Day. How big is Ron Perlman really? He's a big man. <laughs> but is he, though? No, I don't think he's Because really I've also heard he's, he's not that angles. big. Mm, yeah, yeah. But he's big. But how big is he? He's Hollywood big. Yeah. He's bigger than everyone else in Hollywood. And they are not that big, <laughs> except for The Rock. And Liam Neeson. Yep. Well, apparently the idea behind Hollywood is, and our friend Hollywood Pete told us this, to be a movie star, you need a tiny little skinny body and a giant head. He calls it the Clooney effect. Plays well on, on a big screen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Because you can put lifts in your shoes, can't put lifts in your head. No, you certainly can't. Have we talked about the plot of, the plot of this movie at all? Uh, stop. They, they come through a portal. Oh, yeah. And you've got to stop them. 
with mm. the big f- punching the punching them up. Oh, then we did. We covered it. <laughs> I don't know sure. if we said that specifically, but, but what this does have in common with another 2020 apocalypse movie we looked at, Rain of Fire, mm-hmm. it's touching on the environment in interesting ways. Pollution, ozone. We're practically terraforming the planet for them. Ah, oh, don't get political. Exactly. But for me, though, this movie really peaks in that middle battle and the finale. That's set underwater. It does. It doesn't quite bit. match it, does yeah, it? Yeah, you're right. Uh huh. That idea that they're fighting that creature, which turns out to have wings, and the reveal of the big floppy sword, which becomes a big stiff sword. Is it a metaphor? Probably for dicks. But what I'm talking about is <laughs> yes. That whole sequence in, with the battleship, like yeah, Gypsy Danger, picks up a yeah, battleship, wielding it like a katana. Overhead. How does yeah. it stay together? It doesn't matter. It's not important. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. Like under there's the, a little moment where uh, the mecha's hand goes through an, an entire yeah. building and. And tips an executive toy. That was a funny moment. I enjoyed. Well, that's practical. Oh. As they built like a like a miniature to do that. Oh, Del not Toro. The, not the monster, the, the fist part. Oh, yes. Is uh-huh. what I'm talking about, yeah. But that whole sequence is just, it's phenomenal. That That's what makes this movie for me. And just the neon city in the background and the rain that's coming off all the creatures and the, and the robots. It's, it's really something else. Mm. And it has wings. You don't think it's got wings? It's got wings, It's got though. wings, yeah. Yeah. The finale, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just like, it's a bit Independence Day resurgence. I don't know. Just a bit kind of, we got to get into their lair, which might have happened in that movie. I don't know. Independence Day <laughs> resurgence. I can't remember. But it's a bit kind of, it's a bit drawn out. It's yeah, it's a bit overly dramatic in a way that's not that compelling for me. I don't know. How do you feel? There's loss and sacrifice, but you're like, oh no, strike a Pentecost, you well, idiot. See, that's the thing. You it's- idiot. It's Stacker. I tricked you. Exactly. I think, exactly. I think, I think, there wasn't enough sacrifice in the previous two acts of the film, and they're like, well, we've got to put in some sacrifice. Now the Russians got bloody bit it. Don't count. The Chinese bit it. Also don't count. One of the Australians bit it. Definitely doesn't Australians. count. Australians. <laughs> I bet he's from, from London, and he, and he lived here for a month. I bet it, not even. <laughs> he did a Kentucky tour. Yeah, that's exactly right. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> got a Southern Cross tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. thank you. Ron Perlman comes back to no effect, of course, which I guess I do enjoy. He comes out of the big fish monster or whatever. You can't fault it as a movie for having big monsters fighting big robots. That's absolutely If that's right. what you want going into this, then yeah, that's what, that's what you're getting. But I'd love to get specific, specific rim, if you don't mind, about, <laughs> the, about the universe. We're not doing trivia this week. Are we doing specific rim? A specific rim. Thank <laughs> God, because we've, we've gone months without doing a, a, a round of specific rim. <laughs> so I'm glad we're bringing it in finally. Because I want to talk about the specifics of the universe that they've built around James, this. Damn it, we didn't do specific rim for Rain of Fire oh, or Edge no. of Tomorrow. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. always redo the video. I guess we can, yeah. Get enough requests. So... I'd like to talk about the sequel, which I feel, again, has the stronger lead in John Boyega. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't think it's a better movie, but I do really enjoy that sequel as also a natural progression of the first one because it does have the little scientist subplot. Charlie Day's gone mad from drifting with with the kaiju. kaiju. And I think that whole story element's really interesting of how the the Jaegers have... um, have the kaiju brains in them and it's a whole new invasion plan and at the end they're like, we're going to take the fight to you. No, you're not, but, you know. <laughs> Independence Day resurgence. That's, that's exactly it. The weight of the Jaegers is gone in that movie and I feel like you could put that down to, well, maybe they're faster because it's been X number of years yeah, right, uh-huh. till the next one. But I do think that movie is better than people give it credit for. It's also Stephen Esther Knight who's worked, of course, on Daredevil. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's underrated as a sequel. It's amazing to me they made it because the first one made money internationally, which is how they got the opportunity to kind of flesh it out a bit. But yeah, that, the second one didn't land as well as the first one did. I'll be honest, James. Mm. I, I just had to wait until you finished saying all that. 
to let you know that I don't remember the second one at all. <laughs> okay. Like not a single I did rewatch it for this. I see. And that it's, makes a, it's a brisk fun time, I feel. Okay, then. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so there was also, forgetting Specific Rim, there's also an animated series announced in 2014 that would have taken place before the events of the first film, acting as a bridge between film number one and film number two. Pacific Rim, we're just winning all the time, <laughs> was what it was called. We're that's really a- good at fighting kaiju. <laughs> yes, that's right. It would focus on established background characters that would have appeared in the sequel. That project ended up dead. But there's also been a number of comics. There's Uprising, Aftermath, Tales from the Drift. Aftermash. Aftermash, that's right. Have you ever seen that show? No. I just can't. And then, of course, what is happening at the moment, there's a specific rim... (laughs) There's a Pacific Rim Netflix series, an anime, which is the most expensive anime that Netflix have ever done, and it will follow a brother and sister twin team piloting an abandoned Jaeger across hostile territory in search of their parents. Okay, well, guys, you have one more chance to put in my rubber suit idea. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just live action in the middle of an anime? Yes. I love it, yeah. Maybe just in like filmed in an alley, like a back alley somewhere. Yeah. They run into some garbage cans. <laughs> Why do you think, though, this never quite took off like commercially or even critically on the whole? Because it wasn't, it's not terribly received, but it was never like, this is like the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. And I, it's got all the elements, it right? It does have all the elements, but... Yeah, I see. I th- you you've mentioned in this there are a lot of uh, specific. Yeah, very specific rims. Yeah, and you've mentioned that there you know there's a lot of practical effects in this and mm. a lot of real sets and a lot of real mechanisms and stuff like that. But to me, it never really felt that real. Okay, it looks good. Yeah, but it never felt. It, I I don't have that. I don't feel it ever had that impact for me. Unlike say like a Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Is that yeah maybe like yeah, that? I, yeah I feel like it didn't. To me, it never really had like a real... A big rocket fist? Because it did have that. It did have that, but it didn't feel like a real rocket fist <laughs> really hitting me in my alien nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, yeah. It didn't feel... I wanted to, to feel like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tangible. Yeah. I wanted to feel visceral. Sure, and, okay. Like real and solid, and it never felt that solid to me. You want people in suits? Yes. <laughs> no, there's got to be a happy medium. Sure, yeah. One person in a suit... Fighting a, a robot, a real robot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a man in one of those 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 puffy suits that they used to train attack dogs, and he's being attacked by a bunch of those Boston Dynamic robots With that machetes taped to their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. You could probably do that for less than one hundred fifty million dollars too. Definitely. I'm sure the question that everybody wants answered is. What happened to Raleigh Beckett, though? He didn't appear in the sequel. That's true. I have your answers, though. Oh, is, it in the, is this in the spinoff or the comics or something? No, this is from Stephen S. Knight, the director. This is what was going to happen with the character and where we might see Raleigh Beckett in the future. Mm -hmm. Nowhere, but regardless. There was a version that we shot where what happened to him was explained and talked about. This is in the sequel. We tested it and people had more questions uh, with it in than without, so we decided that we didn't want to lock ourselves into anything like, oh, he's dead or he's retired, which seemed a little cheap. We wanted to leave it open for a third installment of the movie in case we needed Charlie Hunnam back. The only reason that Charlie Hunnam is not in the movie is because of scheduling problems. So he was off making a different movie. That's why he wasn't in the first place. So, yeah, if they do make another one, I would love to see, like, bring back the ori- some of the original crew and, and, and make it happen again. I don't think we will see it, but, you know, there you go. In summary, just just shoot a big spike through one of their heads, though. Just a, just a big spike. I have some miscellaneous notes here. Just a couple. I love it. Week. I love it. I love um, it. I love it. This one just says, um, "Hey, the pilot's helmets are all full of pea soup." 
Yes. Because that happens right at the start. Is that just in the, like, is there two pieces of glass that it's in it between? that way, yeah. Because mm, yeah. otherwise you're just covered in pea soup, you aren't just, you? You'd just probably drink the pea soup and you'd be full of, you'd be sloshing about. Mm. You're, you're fighting a kaiju and you're full of pea, you're like, oh, I'm sloshy. You know what <laughs> I mean? You'd be distracted, you'd be off your game. Sure. An- yet another movie that explains what an EMP is. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. What is it? Oh, it's going to be like a Ben's going to put up like going to put in it. Yeah, really. Yeah, complicated <laughs> one. Maybe a montage from every movie that's featured in EMP. I don't know. You can do it if anyone can do it. If anyone good. could do it, yeah, they could definitely do it. Um, I don't like the name of the uh, the Australian uh, Jaeger. Look, I watched it really late at night and I made mm. these notes really late at night. I think that's what this means because I've written a note that just says "Striker Eureka" less than sign "Crikey Murrumbina." <laughs> And after that, I've written, is that anything? <laughs> so who knows? If you've yeah, got a better name. That's definitely something. Incredible. Look, here's the thing about next week for Caravan of Garbage. Mm. We're currently in the middle of a 2020 pandemic. What? Non-monster related as of so far. Mm. But, you know, time will tell. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. 2020 eh? isn't over yet. It might never end. <laughs> might, it might clock over and it's like December 32nd. What the hell? <laughs> so the thing is, Movies are going to be pushed back, it would seem. Mm. We're still unsure of the release dates of a number of blockbusters. So we're going to throw it open to people here in the comments to what people want us to talk about next. Here's some ideas that we had. The first three Transformers movies. Some Alan Moore adaptations, including V for Vendetta, set in 2020. There we go. People keep saying Demolition Man. What do you want to see? What year is that set in? We could say it's set in 2020. Doesn't matter. We could do a whole video where we, where we review Demolition Man and we just say it's set in 2020 right. every couple of minutes and people get really mad at us. And we, and block, put it in every the per- we block every person nice. who comments yeah. against us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick a movie that you like and we'll say it's set in 2020 and we'll just review it like that. We don't give a shit. We don't care. We don't care. But what, I, what we do care about is BigSandwich.co where no matter what the video is next week that's coming... You get it early there. It's a little bloody subscription thing that we've set up. Bonus podcast, ad-free feed, early videos. It's bloody, it's got it all. It's always 2020 in there. Oh my God, why would you say that? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm doing the big sell, Mason. Oh, sorry, you're right. (laughs) 2020 will definitely end if you subscribe to bigsandwich.co. Correct. So we leave leave us in your very capable YouTube comment hands. Terrible idea, but that's what we're doing. No, no, YouTube comments have never let us down, James. They let me down constantly. Every third one is mean. Oh, I don't read them. (laughs) So I actually have no basis of fact on that. All right, guys, we'll see you next week for whatever that is. Uh, Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you real soon. Raleigh Beckett fucking get out of here with that shit. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.